Welcome to the Silver Screen Guide Podcast. Join Corbin and Alan, along with guest hosts, as they bring their love for the cinema to discuss films from every genre and decade. Learn about the history of the film, little-known facts, and insightful explorations while they enjoy discussing your favorite film. The curtain is rising and your podcast is starting. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your guide to the silver screen. Welcome back, listeners, to the next installment in the Karate Kid slash Cobra Kai movie and tv review series today i am reviewing cobra kai season four this is your host corbin now i have reviewed cobra kai seasons one through three already that is linked below that's the first link below for you to check out and listen to those reviews you're not going to want to miss those reviews because these seasons really do build off of each other and of course alan and i have reviewed all five theatrically released karate kid films so those reviews are down there also check those out because they are really starting to intertwine the movies with the tv show universe really tying it in and that's what we're going to talk about here today so cobra kai season four dropped on netflix it is now a netflix exclusive it was that way with season three also i believe but it dropped December 31st, 2021. So it technically came out last year. It came out on New Year's Eve, all 10 episodes. So there are 40 episodes now across the series. They all run between 30 and, you know, 30, upwards of 35 minutes. The season finale was a 46 minute finale. Incredibly exciting finale, I will say. But the one big draw that was teased at the end of season three, and by the way, spoilers for the entire franchise. If you haven't seen the old movies, if you haven't seen the new TV shows, then I'm just going to be talking spoilers. So it's just going to be a conversation here about my thoughts on season four and the show at large. But the big tease that I was genuinely excited about at the end of season three was that Terry Silver was coming back to reprise his role um that he played in the karate kid part three now for those of you that listened to the reviews know karate kid part three was actually my favorite of the original trilogy silver i thought was a really fun villain i thought he gave some life to crease crease really didn't get his due unfortunately thankfully that's been rectified here in the in the new tv show but thomas ian griffith steps back into the role perfectly and he is just as menacing as ever And it is fun to see how he's just moved on with his life. He really calls out how ridiculous it is, how he tortured Daniel LaRusso as a teenager, as this adult, and how kind of dumb that whole aspect of the plot was from part three. At least they're able to call that out. But nevertheless, he does step back into this villainous role. And the big shock is that Kreese himself softens up a little bit, particularly when it comes to Johnny. So this show deals a lot with parenthood, with father figures. We finally get a little bit more of the LaRusso son, Anthony, played by Griffin Santo Pierto. Um, I was surprised to see his character play much more of a bigger role. Um, along with the newcomer, Dallas Young, who plays Kenny Payne, who is the younger brother um, of the guy that 
Robbie fought in Juvie, but then they earned each other respect. So there is a lot more lineage being added into this series. That's kind of the main crux of the entirety of this season is father figures and good ones and bad ones and how they're trying to rectify those situations and trying to make up for their failings in the past. So it was really exciting. My wife and I were incredibly excited to see this come back and especially getting to see Johnny and Daniel team up together. You know, they were cordial in the earlier seasons, but they actually combined dojos. They actually combined their karate styles. And that really does factor into the season finale, how they kind of combined this Miyagi Fang karate and they use different styles, even a little bit of Cobra Kai mixed in as well for the fighting styles at the All Valley Tournament. So I personally found it to be very exciting. Um, the finale is awesome. It, it really is. You really are white knuckling your seat. So I think those who are fans of the franchise will really enjoy the finale of all of this. Um, there is some twists along the way. Uh, Miguel does leave to go find his father in Mexico. That surprised me. Um, Kreese getting arrested at the end was shocking, but I thought it was a great, a great twist to the series. Um, Sam is, you know, pretty, pretty vengeful in this, which was surprising. Um, some redemptive arcs for Tori Nichols character. And of course, I think we were all hoping to see Robbie kind of come back to the light side since he had delved deep into the dark side. Um, I don't have a lot of complaints with this, actually. It has an 8.6 on IMDb. It's in the top um, 250 TV shows. It's number 177, so it's very impressive. My complaints are this is like a family show, but with some R-rated language. I really can't wrap my head around how kid and family friendly this show feels with its life lessons, with the, you know, age group of all of these characters. Nevertheless, at least two F words, tons of S words throughout this. There's a lot of language that um, has been prevalent across the whole series. The F word is nothing new to this series. I, I don't know if they're trying to be edgy. I just feel like that word is used far too often in all forms of media now. So it's just so rote. It's so commonplace. It doesn't fit in Cobra Kai. I, I think they could write it out there and I know it would be just as good of a TV show. So that's really not adding much of an impact. They're just trying to make it edgy and I feel like it's not working. Um, otherwise, my complaints are very minimal with this show. I think some people feel like the shows, these seasons just hone in on small kind of segments or topics. They're not very expansive, but that's really when the Karate Kids shows worked best. Those those movies worked best is when they didn't try and make it too expansive. They really just focused in on different things. There's plenty of drama. Um, there's plenty of character arcs and growth. So I was really happy to see that. So if you're already a fan of this series, you're not going to be let down by season four. I was really impressed with it. And we know season five is on the way. I fully expect it by the end of the year, probably. So listeners, what did you think of Cobra Kai season four? Have you finished it yet? Have you watched it yet? Some of you probably binged it all on New Year's Eve. My wife and I, we really wanted to take our time. So we took a few weeks to get across it. It really doesn't take long. Um, doesn't really take a whole lot of time to watch. But I'm curious to know what you thought of it, listeners. Are you excited for season five? Were you disappointed? Maybe you're disappointed with season four, or maybe it was the best season of them all. 
curious to know your thoughts. Personally, it's hard to rank the seasons, but I will say this is one of the better ones, one of the better seasons, um, probably up there with my favorites across any piece of Karate Kid movie or TV show. This really is one of the best that they've done. So super excited to see where they go with season five. Thank you listeners for coming along with me on my review of Cobra Kai season four. Next week, I'm going to be kicking it off with the Die Hard franchise, a series that I have only seen the first and only seen the last, and I have very different thoughts on each of those. So I'm curious to see how does it all play out in the middle? So you're gonna wanna make sure to subscribe. You don't wanna miss those reviews coming up. So we love talking about movies and we love talking about them with you. So make sure to share with your friends and family, hit subscribe, no matter where you're listening, leave us a five-star rating and short written review that really does help the podcast out. Make sure to check the description below for some great content as well. And we will see you next week with Die Hard. Hey listeners, it's Corbin. Don't forget to check out the exciting links in the description below that will connect you with more great movie reviews for your listening pleasure and our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter page. And of course, our official website where you can read great articles and sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Also, if you want exclusive bonus content such as extra movie reviews, movie commentaries, and our thoughts on the latest movie news and trailers, plus more, then check out our Patreon page. It's a great way to help keep this show free, and it gives you great content that's yours to keep. All of that and more is found in the description below. Don't forget to subscribe whether you're on YouTube, Apple, Google, or Stitcher, or your favorite podcast service. And while you're at it, please leave us a five-star review so other movie lovers can more easily find our podcast. We love talking about movies, and we love talking about them with you. So don't forget to share with your friends and family, and we'll see you next week, listeners. The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.